Welcome, welcome everyone to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner, and I am back with another trail running story from an inspiring local San Diego trail runner. That's right. He's going to share his story, how he got into running, and what led him into the trail running community. He goes by one name. So my next guest, Joel B. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. Joby, welcome to the Trail Life, man. Thanks for joining me. What is up? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. So, uh, did you just get off your 36-hour uh, shift from the hospital, or what? <laughs> no, I got off at 1 a.m. and then I did yoga this morning. So I just got back from yoga. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's. Um, you're about the only person I know that can do a, a long-ass shift at the hospital and then jump right into doing, you know, two or three classes for yoga. So a little crazy. I think you got a, you got an amazing trail running journey and fitness journey that I, I definitely want to get into and have our listeners learn more about you. But uh, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, they might recognize your voice, especially if they're here in San Diego. If, if you've been to a, a Sandy, uh, sorry, an endurance race series event over the last few years, or if you've been to just any local San Diego event, you've probably heard Joby uh, sing the national anthem. And I, I will say, man, you've got a, an amazing rendition of, 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 this, of the song. So I'm um, always excited to, to have you there and join us. And one of the things that I learned about you not too long ago was uh was you were actually in was it a heavy metal band who told you that um i did i did record with uh with i was part of the metal scene in san diego i i was there the little folk singer but then i did parlay into a hard rock metal kind of nine inch nails meets johnny cash kind of project for a bit and i'm doing an electronic rock ep after stepping away from music for about five, six years, I'm finally recording new stuff, but it is heavy on like 80s electronica, Depeche Mode, Aphex Twin kind of stuff right now. So I, a uh, mutual friend of ours, you know, Mikey. We, uh, we know I know Mike is, has, had, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, yeah, he's got his history and, and, uh, I found that out at one of our, uh, trail running groups, you know, okay. <laughs> so I thought that was by far one of the most interesting things I've ever learned about you is the fact that, cause you do not come off as like that heavy metal you know scene type of type of singer so i thought it was really cool you know and it just kind of shows like don't judge a book by its cover type of thing so (laughs) it's always awesome you need to fall into all expressions of emotion and sometimes anger and rage needs to come out you just got to work through it well i guess man that's one way to do it for sure (laughs) well hey let's get into it um what's amazing is you're now on this on this fitness journey and and you've lost a ton of weight man and and i will say you you look amazing um especially since the first time that we met which was probably about three maybe three four years ago at this point so i want to get into where you're journey started both from a from a running perspective or even trail you know trail running perspective and in, into the fitness 
side of things. When did that journey begin for you? And you got to that point where like, you know what, this is what I want to try and do. This is how I want to live my life. Uh, so take me back to that point. Uh, in 2013, my best friend invited me to, one of my best friends invited me to go see him do the rock and roll half. And I remember being at the start line and just thinking, you're freaking insane. Like, I can't do this. Like, I never want to do this. Like, it's just ridiculous. And cheered him on at the start. He ran off and then I walked back to my car. I was mad that I had to walk a mile back to my car. That was way too much for me. <laughs> then I had to drive to the finish line, park somewhere, walk another mile and a half to the finish line to cheer him on. And I remember I got really emotional as some, this like runner guide with like two blind dudes just like ran across the finish line. And I'm like, where's my friend with the good eyes? Like, why is he not done yet? And I remember messaging my mom like, I have no excuse. I have to do one of these one day. Um, I didn't put a time frame on it. After my friend finished, I told him, you know what, I think I want to do one and just practice, take a few years to get ready for it. And uh, a month or so later, he was out with one of his friends rock climbing and got into a bad accident, broke his back and had to have like metal rods and everything in there. So he was taken off of running for about four years. Um, just a horrible accident. And I decided, you know what, let's speed it up. I'm going to do, I think it was Long Beach in October of 2013 that I signed up. So right after, it was a couple months after I signed up and I did that run with no no practice, no prep. I figured I've done a couple 5Ks. I can do a half, which was stupid. I finished it and I collapsed and I was crying and I went to work the next day and all the nurses were laughing at me like, what the hell did you do? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but I, I only wanted to do one. And I think me and my cousin were driving back from Long Beach and we stopped, I think to use the restroom at a McDonald's or a Jack in the Box. And I'm like, hey, there's another one in Orange County that we can sign up for. So we had already decided to sign up for another one like before we even got home from the race. And, and it, it kind of took off and I tell them all the time like you planted this seed and I just completely went crazy with it and it was challenging myself the community was cool and it was being able to say all right I, I can do this and the first the first couple of ones I did just and I was telling them I'm doing this for you because you can't run I'm doing this for you because you can't run and after about four I'm like I'm doing this for me because I want to I like it like the first couple of ones I'm like all right you can't run and then it quickly switched over to I really like doing this like I really like going out there and like I got the itch man I got the itch let's do it it's a love hate kind of oh, thing God, like yes. I'm like I love going out there but then I'm like my feet hurt like there's been races where I'm like looking behind me and the sag wagons like 10 feet and I'm like oh god gotta run gotta run I passed out at the end of races before just because the heat and like the, the wear on my ankles and my knees was so bad but I just jump in a hot shower with Epsom salt and I'm like I think I want to do this again my friends are just looking at me like you passed out I'm like I know I know maybe next time I won't it's a weird kind of emotion and strange dichotomy that I think anybody who runs can kind of connect with that like why am I doing this but I love doing this but it's I'm so far out of my head sometimes that I'm like, oh, I'll go for another one. Oh, I'll go for another one. And I'm never going to do this again. But, ooh, 
I like this one. I haven't done one in this state yet. Or yeah, I need to try this one, or I need I need to you know do this distance or whatever it is. So when you started in 2013, you did the Long Beach event. What? How? How much were you weighing at that point? I was over 400 pounds. Oh my gosh, you're 400 pounds. So you're over 400 pounds. You've never done anything over a 5K before, and you jumped right in and did a half marathon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, bring my mind is blown at this point in time because it's it's one thing to say, yeah, I was, you know, 200, 250, but to be over 400 and do this is amazing to me. I'm walking in a whole bunch of those photos from that race. I'm walking and I just look miserable and like, where's the restroom? But. And how long did it take you to do that half marathon then? It took me about four and a half hours. And even still though, four and a half hours for a half, that's pretty solid, you know, being that you've never done one before. So you're, you get the, you get the bug, you're, you want, okay, let's do my next one. Let's do my next one. What is your mindset as far as, uh, obviously when you, when you start doing a lot more of the, you know, these runs, you're going to start losing some weight, right? Uh, immediately. Cause you're actually being active. What is your mentality now that you're getting into these events and and how is that weight dropping off have has your nutrition changed a lot you know with, with this are you still trying you're, are you still fighting that situation it's had to i think when i started in 2013 i didn't really start dialing in my nutrition until about 2017 like four years afterwards but in 2013 i was just eating like crap i was like we were hitting up that whatever that chicken and waffles places in Long Beach or or we were going to get chicken or pasta or pizza afterwards and now it's like I can't even really eat those foods but I I, I really didn't care much about about the nutrition side of things so yeah I was losing weight but I wasn't losing as much or I was feeling like crap before and after the races, more after the races, before the races, I think adrenaline was kicking in, but after the races, I'd go eat and just like go into like a food coma. And yeah, nutrition isn't really something I paid attention to till like four years in when I'm like, all right, I've been doing this for four years and it's not really, it's reflected, but it's not really reflected in how I look. Uh, and then how, um, how many, how many, how many total of events have you done at this point, or did you, did you do between that? How many events did you do between 2013 and 2017 when your nutrition really wasn't up to par at that point? I was doing about, at that point, I was doing about four half marathons a year, but I would do a whole bunch of 5Ks and 10Ks, and then I would do training runs just, um, just for fun that I don't really count training runs, but I was doing a whole bunch of 5Ks, 10Ks. I would, I was only doing four half marathons a month, a month, a year. Uh, so you're doing, so you're, you're getting this first four years, you're cranking out, you know, a number of different races without even having the right nutrition. Jumping ahead to, the, you know, this time frame and doing all these races, what's your mindset is like, oh my God, what, if I would have just done my nutrition a little bit better during that first four years to where you are now, like what's, do you go ever go back and think about that? I try not to. Like how much, how much, how much faster you'd be in that process would have been? I try not to. I think that throughout the process, everything that I went through was a learning experience. So I had to kind of experience the, I'm not doing this right to get to the point where I had to kind of dial it in versus like just starting starting in 2013 and getting everything right. It's I try not to put that much thought into it versus, hey, you know what? That was I was 
I was learning and also I wasn't really working out back then the way I do now. I wasn't doing any HIIT training. I had a personal trainer who was specifically into bodybuilding and, and powerlifting. So we ate like shit. Like we ate like power builders and bodybuilders do. We like, let's go and how many cream cheese wontons do you have in there? All right, give them all to me. Like it was. To take it in like 5,000 calories a day, you know, just to, just to keep up the. Yeah. And so I was. The fact that I was running and everything and eating like that just it kind of boggles me right now when I think about it because I, I mean I I think a lot of people have heard a lot of people who don't have what is seen as the ideal runner's body they have people tell them all the time you don't look like a runner you don't strike me as a runner you don't have a runner's body but I was going out there and I was crushing distances not crushing time but I was crushing distances so I don't know I, I never really put that much got into the what if sometimes you just don't want to you know where you came from and you don't really have to go back to it right it's like as long as you're looking forward right right so you got into into running mainly because your friend got injured you couldn't do it so you're running for him was that kind of your motivation from 2013 to 17 and then does does your motivation change? You know, f- you know, like what what was driving what was your driving force with these races as you got more and more into it? Community. When I started out, I was just I didn't know anybody in the race world. I just went out and ran, or me and my cousin would go out and run a race and jump in the car and head home, not really talk to anybody. Um, I was a lot more private. I didn't I I, I didn't feel like the way everybody was telling me you don't have a runner's body, you don't look like a runner. I I didn't feel like a runner. I felt like somebody who ran versus actually calling myself a runner. Um, I didn't really call myself a runner until years into it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a runner. I don't have a runner's body. I'm, I'm just someone who likes to run. And I completely differentiated between the two of them. I didn't, I didn't connect them to be like, if you're running, you're a runner. You don't have to have the perfect body. You don't have to weigh a certain amount. You don't have to have a certain body composition. So I think community, once I started meeting other people and going to run clubs, which was really difficult for me because I knew that, okay, if I go to a run club, I'm going to be the slowest person there. And I didn't, I wasn't sure how that would be taken because I'm like, I know if I go and they're all fast and I'm slowing them down, I don't know what... I don't know how the run leaders are going to feel. And you see something that says, hey, all levels are welcome. But in my mind, I'm okay. All levels like under a 10 minute mile. Like I would add this all levels under an 11 minute mile, all levels that can keep up. I would always attach something after that. And I think as I showed up and yeah, there were times that the the run, the leaders would run ahead of me. They would get their miles in and then come back to check on me. So yeah, no runner was left behind. I was never left behind. They would go forward, come back. All right, cool. You're here. Let's run together. And then they would run it in with me. And I'm like, okay, I I can do this. If anything, they're getting their extra miles in because they have to come back and find me. Yeah, that's the beauty of my Tuesday night run group is I'm the slowest runner there. So I, <laughs> I'm always the sweeper, but I'm the leader at the same time. It's <laughs> so totally get that. So when did you make the transition to to trail running? So your first few races were were on road. So when did when did you get that bug from a, from the trail running perspective? In 2017, um, my transition into trail running kind of came from uh, more of a dark place. I was sexually assaulted by my best friend at the start of 2017 and 
I my PTSD was really bad. I couldn't run around my town. I was living in Crown Point at the time, and just leaving my house terrified me. I would lock myself in my room for like months at a time. And this thing that I really love doing, running, is something that I I couldn't really do. I would have friends meet up with me because I felt safer running, even in my neighborhood, with somebody else with me. Or I would drive to South Bay and run, or I would drive to Encinitas to run because I couldn't see myself running in my neighborhood by myself. That's also when I started going to uh, run clubs because I felt safer in numbers. So when I, one of my friends from Elevation Culture messaged me to go join their run club and I was like, I don't know about trails. Like, I'm not the most stable person in terms of balance. I'm like, I'm going to roll my ankle. I haven't done trail runs. I've done, I had done one with a friend and it just, it didn't seem like it was for me. I went and they said there was going to be beer. I said, all right, cool. I can go. I have a beer. I'll go for a run. I'm good. I think I did my first one and I ran out and I, it was dark by the time I found my way back. I got lost. I was the slowest one there. But I went back and I was, I went back the next week and I was the slowest one there and I got lost. And over the next couple of years, I started getting faster. I still got lost, but I was, I'm, I can't be trusted on a trail. I'll go out on my own way and just end up in someone's backyard. Find like, where did you find stairs, Joel It's just like, there's a running joke that eventually they're like, where's Joel And like, eh, he'll find his way back. He always finds his way back. He probably just went out on some other thing. They're like, it's the same course every week for two years. How do you still get lost? I don't pay attention. But um, but I guess, yeah, from that trauma, I transitioned over to trail running. And then when I started trail running, that support and that motivation that the trail running community has is something that it's present in the road racing community, just not as much. Yeah, it's a smaller community. That's why. Yeah, it's a smaller community. It's a lot more tight-knit. People motivate. They uplift each other. They believe in each other. I think my second my second trail run, I was told, you know, you're going to do an ultra one day. And I'm like, fuck off. I'm not going to do an ultra. You're stupid. I'm like, like, I started, it was Eric. I started cussing him out. Like, you're fucking dumb. Like, I'm not going to do an ultra. Like, did you see me struggle out there? Like, you had to wait 30 minutes for me to find my way back out of this, <laughs> out of Rose Canyon. I mean, come on. There's, where can you go? But yeah, I think um, that's also when I transitioned over to more high intensity interval training. As the weight came off, I'm like, I don't think bodybuilding and weightlifting is for me. I, I want something that's going to shred and something that's going to complement running and not like counter it and work in opposition of what I'm trying to achieve as a runner. At that point in time, I started realizing, okay, I'm a runner, so I need to cross train like a runner. Yeah, it makes a huge difference in the type of training you do. So ultra running. So how many ultras have you done? And what was your first one? Two. My first one was, I finished two. I DNF'd one. My first one was uh, Lake Hodges 50K. And I missed the cutoff time at 19 at mile 19 by about five minutes. So I was given the option, you can continue on, but it'll be unsupported, or you can just like DNF and call it quits. And uh, my friend Gretchen was there. She's like, it's up to you, it's up to you. And I'm like, you know what? I came out, I gave it a shot. I had, I had a running coach at the time that I trained with for six months, but I think I got too into my head. 
there were a, a bunch of my friends were there to support and to cheer me on along the way. And I let that, I let that take me out of my focus, which should have been on pushing it and on getting the run done. And I was stopping hugging everybody. And I, I feel that that kind of compromised my time. Uh, so I took the DNF and we went and got pasta. And then I jumped right back into training without telling anybody. And I went for SD 50. I did the trail marathon and then I turned around and I kept running. I'm like, there's a longer allowance of time, so I'm just going to do my own <laughs> and just add time. Uh, that was in 2018, the start of 2018. And then my second one was self-supported uh, January 2nd of this year. I just, with a month of training... <laughs> Uh, and then I just decided to do uh, a 50K on road around Mission Beach. And I just did six five-mile loops and then added a little bit. And I told people my my start time. And every hour on the hour, someone else came and joined me to do that loop with me. And for the fact that it was on road versus trail, it felt good. It felt good that I did it um, at my current weight, which is a lot different than I did my first one at. Uh, I, I did myself supported at about half the size uh, over half the size less than i was when i did the one in 2019 so, so as as reference what do you what do you weigh now 165 170 so it's huge huge separation between where you started back in 2013 and where you are now uh what was your weight when you did your first uh ultra or first trail 340 340, 350. Wow. So you're, you're still, you're 200 pounds, almost two, 200 pounds less now, which is amazing. And I, I could see how the hesitancy of being on trails when you first getting started, right? You're, you're just getting used to the road aspect of it and the flat pavement. And then you jump into the trails where it could be a little bit off balance, a little bit, a little bit rocky. The, the, <laughs> the uphills and the downhills are a lot different. What's your, so your SD 50. And then what was your, what was your last was there one more? It was self-supported. I just did. I just wanted to do something. I, I wanted to do another. I wanted to do another 50k just to prove that that I could in my current body. Because after the weight loss and it's probably going to come up, I had developed an eating disorder. So after I got out of eating disorder treatment, um, I wasn't sure with that, and then with surgery and everything, and whether my body could handle it. So I wanted to go self-supported versus signing up for something. And honestly, the experience was probably one of the best experiences ever because the friends who were there to support wanted to be there to support it. They joined me. My friend Lolly showed up, was only supposed to do the first five mile loop, ended up doing the whole damn thing with me with no training of her own. So like it was, it was cool. I, I started out wanting to do it so that I could prove I can do it. And I think about 10, 15 miles in, I just started laughing and smiling and I'm like, I like what I'm doing. Like forget having to ever prove myself to anybody else. Just get that out of my mind. Do it because I want to do it. Don't do it because I want to. And I also think that was a big thing that happened with my first one. At that point in time, uh, a bunch of my friends from November Project were all signing up for ultras and I'm like, okay, well, you're all skinnier than me, but let me let me go out there to prove that I can do it. So I wasn't doing it because I wanted to do it. I was doing it to prove that, hey, the big guy could do it too. And and he did, but um, it, there was there was very little fun in that first experience because I wasn't doing it because I wanted to. I wasn't doing it because I enjoyed it. I, I, I was just doing it to prove a point. Um, it's, it's amazing the, the, the difference in 
time frames now and, and the mentality, right? And you know, it's it's cool. You said it's self supported and people coming out. You know, and I think again, I, I've said this time and time again with um, you know friends and other guests that that's what makes trail running so special is the community and the and people that want to come out and see people succeed with it. You know, your friend Lolly coming out, you know, and without any training and doing, <laughs> doing so many miles, you know, just to be out there and support you. So that's, that's really what, what this sport is all about. And it's amazing to, to hear that, you know, that side of it and your story and uh, where you've come from and where you are now. Um, let's say anybody who's in that, that same position is, you were at that point in time, right? You're you're a little bit overweight and you are not sure if you want to get into this sport or start running. What would you what, what advice would you give somebody um, like that? I just say start small. <clears throat> start small. Don't don't overextend yourself. Um, I, I did on that first one, but like just start small. Go out there. Meet it definitely the one thing I wish I would have done before is gotten out of my head and fallen in with a community from the start because there was like four years of me going out there and just finishing the run and getting in the car driving home there was no celebration there was no no hey you did a good job or hey you did great um I would post the photos on Facebook and yeah my friends on Facebook would do it but my friends on Facebook aren't part of that community at that at that time it was all the metal community and they're like dude you're insane um then as i started going to the running groups i started seeing people and then they would i started realizing that like i finished way after them but they're hanging around they're hanging around to cheer me on when i finish and i'm yeah but definitely i'd say go ahead and meet up with the community and if there's no run clubs in your area or if you can't align with one or if you're so far in your head that you're like I don't know if I'm fast enough for this get a group of friends together make it a, make it a group thing your, yourself make your own little run club say you know what hey there's about four or five of us that want to be accountable lose weight and everything or not take the weight aspect out of it that we want to be more healthy we want to get out and move our bodies and we want to you know get some sun get some physical activity in so we're going to meet on this day at this time consistently and we're going to go out and you know we're just starting out we're going to do a comfortable pace run for 30 minutes and then build on it like just don't 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 focus so much on the miles don't go out there and say hey we're going to do a, a 5k we're going to do a 10k we're going to run this many miles just say hey you know we're going to go out we're going to run for this amount of time and if you're just starting out, you know, we're going to make it comfortable enough to carry on a conversation. Don't like, and, and build on it. Well, there's there's something to be said about the group runs that are out there, right? Or creating your own group run. I mean, it's it's definitely builds into that community. It, it lets you understand what the community is all about, whether it's whether it's road or trail. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the running community in general is, is a great community across the board. Um, but there is something to be said about going out and meeting with a bunch of people that are interested in the same stuff that you are and, and understanding it. And one of the other things too, that a lot of people need to understand that they're just getting into it is trail running is also hiking, right? Don't be scared to get on the trails. There's a whole lot of not running when it comes to trail running, right? And it, it, you know, if you're a whole lot of not worried running. about getting into a group run, 
you know, don't don't be scared to have to hike up a hill or walk up a hill or walk down a hill. Even I mean, there's a lot of that happening. Everybody everybody does it in the in the trail you know, running industry. And that's just part of the sport. So, you know, if you're looking to getting started, you know, I think Joby has a great point is get connected with the community and don't be worried about creating your own adventure for, for a little bit on these group runs. If you get lost, you get lost a little bit. You know, there's it's the beauty of nowadays, like you've got your phone, if GPS will take you anywhere you need to go, right? Even if you're on the trail. So um, that's cool. Uh, Joby, what is, what's next for you, whether that's a short term or long term, what, what do you see coming up? Uh, what are you, what are you trying to, to accomplish? I'm still trying to, or working to do a race in each of the 50 states as soon as that becomes possible amidst the current pandemic. But um, but I have about 12 states crossed out. Um, I also wanna do a race in each of the states in Australia. I've done New South Wales and I've done Canberra out there. Um, should it all, should everything work out and I'm allowed to travel into Australia, I'm hoping to do Melbourne later this year. Um, but yeah, like destination runs and traveling, doing runcations. And when I do that, I like the fact that I can visit places where my friends live and coerce them into running with me. <laughs> so like when I did, when I did Orlando, I did the half marathon in the OUC Orlando half marathon the first time. And then I went back to do hot chocolate out there. And I told my friend, I'll do the 5k if you run it with me instead of doing the 15k. So it's like, I have no problem traveling to do a run and doing a shorter distance if it means I get to enjoy more time on the trip and actually have my friend join in me. I had a friend in Columbia, South Carolina, my friend Glow joined me for a run out there. Um, when I did St. Louis in 2017, uh, I did the 5K and the half marathon and that was my, my friend who got his back injured. It was his first race um, post breaking his back and I was supposed to do Seattle that week and I canceled it and he wanted to do he was living in St. Louis at the time I said I will fly out to St. Louis and we will do the half marathon together it's going to be his first race back and that was his first race back post back injury and the only race he's done since again he wanted to do the same thing he wanted to prove that he that he still had another run in him and I'm like, this is the guy that motivated me and inspired me to get on this like crazy journey. So why wouldn't I put everything else on hold and fly out there and be there and we pace each other? And it was, it was a, probably one of the funnest races ever, just because I had my I had one of my best friends there and we were keeping each other accountable. He was excited for what for where I had transitioned with this whole thing in my life, and I was just stoked to be like, you're running, dude! Like it was such a good feeling, like 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 we're running and we're keeping up with each other and I'm not cussing you out because you're pushing me like you used to like running around Balboa Park or anything. Well, that's awesome, man. I, 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 I hope that uh, you're able to get started back up on the, on the 50 States thing. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out with events being able to open up a little bit more. I know California is, in particular is a little bit behind everybody else when it comes to that, but I think races are starting to pick up a little bit here and there, and hopefully you can get back on track, uh, for that. Now is your 50, is your 50 States goal? Is that kind of a mix between the road and trail or is it? it yeah. Okay. Sweet, man. Well, I, I appreciate all the time, uh, jumping on and sharing your story. Um, it is super inspiring, and and from the from the time that we have met to to now, I've seen a huge 
huge difference in you know your your running and and everything so it's it's been fun to, to experience that myself personally so uh, thank you and, and hopefully uh, come fall um, we'll be having some races and and everybody all of our runners here will be able to hear you sing some national anthem again oh yeah <laughs> alright Joel but thank you very much for joining me I really appreciate it that'll do it for another episode of the trail life podcast a special thanks to joel b for stopping by and sharing his story we hope you guys found some inspiration and information from his experiences with that being said thanks everyone we'll see you out on the trails real soon